Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everybody, welcome to the Rangers Rabble match reaction. Um, if, I'll just start by saying, well, if we have as many people watching as that game was exciting, we're talking to ourselves. <laughs> I look, it wasn't a thriller, was it? I think that's the one thing you would come away from the game. Um, yeah, again, the first half, it's just, it's just so flat at times. I don't know what it is with us in, in, in the first 45 minutes of games. Um, we just don't seem to get at it enough. Obviously, the one moment, a real quality in the match, you know, and it, and it was really good play by Sakala and Tillman. You know, a lovely interchange. You know, Sakala's shot. I actually wasn't too sure if the goalie got a wee touch to it. It looked like it. It did, but, like, wasn't it too sure? Because every time they kind of showed you if you had a different angle, you couldn't tell. But then for the ball to ricochet back off the post and... I mean, how Borna scores for that angle is outrageous, really. It's it's an incredible strike for Borna. And you know what? Um, other than that, and maybe one or two wee moments in the second half, there wasn't really too much to get excited about at any point in the game, unfortunately. No, no, there was not. Um, although I did call Borna in the build-up, didn't I? I did say Borna. I did. Um, so, yeah, hello, welcome, everybody. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to the channel if you're watching on YouTube. Give the show a wee like if you enjoy it, or a dislike if you don't like it. Um, you know, we don't we don't mind. We can handle it. We can handle it. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, give us a wee share. And if you're watching on Twitter, give us a wee retweet. And no, I haven't dyed my beard. I'm only 33. <laughs> I'm dying my beard. It's going to be one of those shows, and you're just going to need to laugh because there's pretty much. Zero to talk about. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody for joining us. And uh, please get your comments and your thoughts into the comments so that we can pull them up so we've got something to talk about. Um, Craig, it's not an excuse, but it will be construed as an excuse. Um, but that pitch 
that was almost as bad as another as a team for Glasgow's pitch. That was horrendous. Yeah, I'd just like to put on record before we start that I am Borna Barisic's biggest fan. Clearly, before yes. the game, my, uh, <laughs> my my reverse psychology of of putting him down did the trick. Um, I don't know who I'm going to pick next week to uh, to do the same with. Um, yeah, it was a it was a shocking pitch. I don't think the weather, not the weather was bad, but the weather's helped with a, with a lot of the pitches. Um, it didn't really allow us to sort of have much flowing football. Although I don't think we need we need much we need much excuse for that. Um, end of the day, we're in the next round, and I'll wake up in the morning and I won't remember much about the game. <laughs> it wasn't the most exciting game, um, but I'll take I'll take that every day of the week. Yeah, um, one of the I say perils that makes it sound so dramatic. Um, running podcasts and doing podcasts, you need to watch every game back, full ninety minutes, not 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 just highlights. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching that back. Um, Graham McLean, welcome to the Rabble community. Thank you for joining as a member. You can also join as a member if you want some extra content and you want to help us grow and, and help the Rabble move on. Um, and the join buttons below or the link for uh, becoming a member is in the description on YouTube. Um, yeah, well, you know, the pitch isn't it? It, it, it's not an excuse because at the end of the day, these are professional football players, but a pitch like that certainly does not help if you're a football playing team. Look, it's tough. I mean, like, obviously, the weather recently has not been great between the rain, between the frost. That doesn't help any pitch. You know, it'll be interesting to see, see Ibrox when we get back to it next week. So I dare say Hitch probably took a bit of a beating as well, just because of the weather. I think overall, when you look at the game, we did enough to win it, but that's probably about about all you can take from it. You know, mm. it didn't really create enough chances. I thought I thought Scott Wright came on and impacted the game really well. You know, he looked as though, like, sort of yet again, he's a very good impact player, Scott. He gets at players. You know, he's creating chances. That lovely wee spinning shot that he had as well. It was a really good save for the goalkeeper. Um, even Alex Lowry coming on, obviously setting up Alfredo with that lovely wee ball. I thought that was a you know like a real moment of quality for Alex. And this is why we kind of scream out for Alex to play a bit more because he's got that, you know, quality to find that pass. And it's kind of something that we're looking for kind of more regularly. And you can see why the manager's looking at, at specific types of players because we do lack that little bit of extra creativity and extra quality in the final third at times. It's very evident, very, very evident. Um, again, again, it's not a, the greatest pitch to try and be creative on, um, but even if the pitch was was pristine, even if it was a bowling green, we, we still don't really have the players like Alex who can play that cutting and tailing pass, but hopefully um, that is going to change. Craig, the first half then. Um Pretty much a 45-minute snore-fest, bar one or two moments. Um, the first moment that I can remember was a, a, a lovely... A, I can't speak tonight. A lovely cross by Kent and Sakala doing what Sakala does. It's either beautiful or it's ugly. And I don't, I don't know why he doesn't go with his head. Um, can I he go with his head? I think, I'd have to, I think I'd have to watch it back a few times. I'm not sure it's at the right height. For him to go with his head, I think it's sort of it's a weird one because it's probably too high for his boot, but probably too low for him to go with a header, um, unless he goes full sort of Coventry City diving header at the back post um, sort of style. If he does go with his head, he's probably got a better chance of scoring because he can put it back across the keeper. 
Um, he's probably tried to do in that split second as the ball comes across what he thinks he's going to do. I think actually if he hits it quite clean, he probably does score. I think it sort of slices off the side of his foot. Um, and yeah, that was probably early on the only real sort of moment where either team looked um, sort of like they were going to score. I think we had the first, I don't remember them touching the ball in the first 15 minutes. I think we pretty much had 90% possession, it seemed like, um, and just controlled the game without really doing much. Yeah, uh, pretty much sums the game up, to be fair. William, the referee. Um, I'm, I, I, I think I've always said this on every reaction that we've won, um, but I'm so glad that we won that game so that I, f- I feel as if there can be no backlash in me saying this. That referee was shocking. Um, yeah, well, I think he just... The, 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 the Tillman booking, William, right? Is, is, like, that might be one of the decisions that he got right, but for me, that's a really harsh yellow card. Yeah, look, I just felt he was inconsistent, like, sort of throughout the game. Like, for me, if that's a booking for Tillman, then, like, the challenge on Scott Wright, like, sort of late on that he allows to go. I mean, I think basically every player on the park and everybody in the stand was expecting him to give a free kick and he booked the Johnston defender for Scott Wright. Instead, he lets it go as though, like, sort of nobody was filled in the incident. It's weird. Even the one in the first half where, like, Austin Morelos goes up for the header, wins the header. And that's the one where Ryan Jack well, obviously kind of rolls it by the goalkeeper. That might not happen because the game had obviously stopped by that point. However, it's clear that Morelos wins the header. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really too sure how he can give a foul against him. And it's just it's just the inconsistencies that really frustrate you, to be honest with you. I genuinely don't think any referee sets out to like sort of change the result of a game or anything no. like that. I just think it, it's just at times they seem to miss some of the more obvious things on the pitch and it's frustrating as a fan whether you're at home or you're at the game because you just want a consistent performance from a referee but at the moment we just don't seem to be able to get that unfortunately yeah um john bachelor 449 super chat the batch thank you very much john appreciate uh, the, the support you give the podcast has been nothing short of phenomenal so really 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 appreciate um your support if we actually take the first half into context, um, it's a it's been a running theme. So you can only blame the pitch for so much. You have to then learn to adapt and play on that pitch, and that's not something that we done. We, we did. I should. I need to phone somebody and see if they can come and, and host because I can't speak. Um, <laughs> so why is that? Why are these first halves happening, and, and why why does there seem to be a kind of lack of cohesion? In the first half, and obviously it didn't happen in the second half in this game, but usually the second half were much better. Why Why is that constantly happening? I think it's just a mentality thing. I think the players, I don't think the players go out to play poorly. I don't think the manager, or the manager certainly doesn't send them out to play poorly um, at any point. I think it's just, a, it's just a mentality and complacency thing where the players come out, they have a good five or ten minutes, and if they don't score, it seems to be they go... Oh, what do we do now? And it's sort of a, they don't really know. And you'd think by now that they would they'd be able to do that. But it's just, if I if I had the answer, I'd be on the phone to Michael Beale right now and saying, yeah, this is what we need to do. But it just, the only thing I could be, it's not, it's not a talent. It's not a um, ability-wise. It, it's got to be a mental or, or a complacency issue. Well, William, do you have the answer? Because I don't. You know, it's a tough one. Feller 
the players just aren't comfortable yet in everything that they're trying to do. But then it's weird because the second half after a half-time chat, we seem to spark into life a lot of the time. So mm-hmm. it's hard to understand exactly what's wrong. Um, see, to your point, I can, it's been a tough last week. We've played a lot of football recently. You know, the games have been coming thick and fast. Hopefully this week off will be good for the players. We obviously don't play now until next Saturday. So the players will have a full week to actually get back on the training pitch. Hopefully we, you know, the addition of one or two new players as well, which just freshens up the squad. Because in the main, you know, the guys that are out in the pitch have basically played every other game since the turn of the year. You know, we've not really actually changed the team that much overall. You know, and that's the thing that for the players on these heavy pitches when it's been heavy rain with the frost, it, it's never ideal. But it's still not an excuse. We still should be doing a little bit more. And our quality in the first half at times has just been really poor. And mm-hmm. I don't know if Michael Beale can explain it. I don't know if he's... If, if his coaching staff can explain it, because they must watch the game back clearly in their second going. Well, we've had the words before kickoff. This is how we want to play. Move the ball a bit quicker. Let's get into the final third. Let's make that slide drill pass. Let's get wide. Let's get the ball in the box. And then as soon as the game starts, that just all seems to go out the window. And it's it's hard to kind of work out exactly why it's happening. But see, at the moment, I think all in all, it's just about winning. And I think that's just how it feels. You know, the manager's come in, he's working with the same, you know, set of players that had struggled in Geo's last month or two here. And he's trying to get more out of these players, which he is doing, which we do have to say that he is getting the best out of these guys. But it's still not enough. We still need more. And that's where, you know, sort of refreshing the squad with new signings will help over hopefully the next week or two. Well, well, I have to say we've had a complaint. Right. Um, too much optimism. <laughs> Curry Muncher's not happy. I have to have a word with you. Um, you're actually, you're, you're Danny's tits in with your optimism. He's not a happy, man. See, to be fair, I'm just one of those guys, mate. I always try and look for the positives rather than the negatives. But look, I'm not going to sit here and say it was a great performance because it wasn't. Did we do enough to win the game? Yeah, we did. Do we expect more for the players? Absolutely. Should we be winning these games more comfortably? Yeah, look, you could absolutely argue that as well. I just always think when you're playing the cup, the main thing is to get through to the next round. Mm-hmm. That's always look. I would love us to go there tonight and win three or four nothing, play some good football, score some nice goals. But you know that didn't happen. But as Craig said earlier, like you wake up tomorrow morning, you're through, and you never need to watch that game ever again. Yeah, well, I do, but that's, that's besides the point. Um, Craig, Billy, McCall in the comments, and, and that, this is something that I've noticed as well, and I think this happened under Gerard quite a bit as well, and it most certainly happened under Gio. So I don't really know if we, we can put the blame, I say blame, I don't really know if we can have a go at Michael Beal for this, because I don't know if this is just entrenched in the players' minds, but there is a lot, a lot of sideways passing, and it's almost as if there's a slight fear playing a quick early ball, and the only, the only person who plays, and by the way, there was a phenomenal pass tonight for him, the only person who plays a kind of quick pass is Goldson, and that's because he's playing it over the top. The mid, there's no there's no incisive, direct passing for midfielders. Is that to me or William? I said Craig. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, agree. I mean, William said, like, these are the players that struggled under... Geo, they also struggled under Gerard before he left. There was a lot of football that season that was not good on how many times did we concede the first goal, sort of. So it's certainly not 
specific to any one manager or any one coaching team. Um, yeah, the sideways passive thing is, and this comes back to what I said about the mentality, it's too many of the players, and this is where it needs a refresh, are they've got the choice between pl- trying to play a ball where there's an op- op- where there's a chance it might not come off and they might get the blame and get the crowd on them, or they play the simple ball and do do what they think is right, which is often the negative pass back to the keeper or across to the centre-backs. But for that person, it's like, well, I've done my job. I've passed the I've passed the ball. If someone else loses it, now it's there, it's their fault, and that takes time to to change that mentality. Hopefully, a couple of new signings coming in who don't really have that issue, um, haven't got those battle scars from from previous previous seasons. Um, is only really a positive, and especially if they're if they're the players that we expect to come through the door, who are really high quality and aren't going to be aren't basically going to be too... Like, that's why I think Larry, when he comes in, he doesn't have that. He comes in, plays his game. If a ball, if a pass doesn't come off, then he gets the ball back and he tries it again. Tillman, it's been in flashes. Um, but a lot of the players who have been here for a very long time have probably got that ingrained in them now and it may not change um, without a massive, massive culture change or them, or them, those players going out the door. Or just a, a more belief and more confidence, um, which... which... Will take time. It will absolutely take time. Um, Steely FM um, joined the rabble today. Looking forward to what the coming months and into the next season brings with the channel. Yeah, for those of you who didn't tune into the build up, um, next season is going to be a massive, massive season. Um, we hope for Rangers, a very successful one, but it's also going to be a massive season for the Rangers rabble. Um, I announced on Twitter and on the build up, etc. Um, that this will become my full-time job, thanks to the support of all of you. Um, so we're going to be able to do so, so much more, so many more shows, interviews, and behind-the-scenes stuff, we're in discussions with sponsors about doing other other types of things as well. So that's only possible if you just keep tuning in. If more channel members keep coming, um, then the sky's the limit for the content that you guys can receive on YouTube as well. And, and Facebook and Twitter, etc. So yeah, um, I'm excited um, for the future as well. Um, CRS five pound super chat. Thank you very very much. <laughs> it was good to see Jolak get some seconds in his legs. That was strange. William won it towards the end of the game, just bringing the guys on for a couple of seconds. It's just game management, isn't it? Yeah, they're mm. just, just trying to kind of. So I killed the game to a point, which I thought we actually did well in the last few minutes of the game. We actually just took the ball out in the corner. We kept it there, which is good game management. I think it's tough with Cholak. You know, I mean, at the moment, because obviously Roost out injured again, you basically only got Morelos to start games, and then Cholak's going to have to come off the bench and impact him in the short term. Because I think it would be hard to throw him in and expect him to play 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I think at the moment, he's probably somebody that's going to come off the bench. You um, could expect more than two seconds, though, will you? Or you... I mean, it's hard to know how you know how much training they'd done this week. I would imagine mm-hmm. it's probably more than a couple of seconds worth, to be fair. But <laughs> I like it's just it's just game management, isn't it? It's just trying to see the game out. But it's good to have them back because at the end of the day, it's another option for the manager. And um, obviously, you know the way he was speaking. I think it was last week when he was talking about Suter and Haji. He obviously expects them to be part of the squad next week, whether that's in the squad or that he's just back in the full training cycle and that he can start looking at them and utilising them. We see it against another two players the manager's not had since he walked in the door. So, and obviously we're just, at this point, 
hoping to God that we actually sign somebody. <laughs> oh, we will. Um, because, I, would, I, mean, I would stake my reputation on it, and I don't I mean, have one. So. I mean, it's actually quite funny now. I think I saw a guy on Twitter, and he was actually taking bets to see when we would announce the signing. And I think he's went for like day one to day 21 now, and he's still not got it right. So, I mean, eventually he's going to have to get it right. I mean, like, it will come, but I think we just feel like. Rangers, we just feel like Rangers are dragging it out the way that Rangers always drag it out. Yeah, and it's a bit frustrating from our point of view. And I think I think maybe Michael Beale's made the mistake of giving people like sort of too much expectation kind of 10 days or so when he said, you know, we're close to one or two signings. Well, it's like 10 days later and we're still waiting for their guys. So, But that is close for, for Ross Wilson, you know. I think he forgets who he's working with. I think, look, at the end of the day, the one thing that stands out recently is we do need some fresh legs. Mm-hmm. And we need some new players. And potentially new players coming in kind of revitalises the squad, it gives us a freshness, and it's something that we're desperately needing. I mean, fair play to these players, you know, so that nine games since Michael Beals came in, we've only drawn one. Let's be honest, but we should have won all, like, nine games, realistically. You know, we got a bit sloppy towards the end of the game against Celtic, we drew the game. But other than that, we've won every other game. So, yeah, of course we're still critical, because we want more. However, we're winning games, and at times under Geo, we just I just didn't feel that. You know, going no, to I feel a lot more comfortable under Bill. Yeah. I think it's because under Bill we went behind so many times and came back in one anyway. But you've got that kind of. That I mean, trust. that's the thing tonight, and it is like it, it sounds silly, but you're almost waiting to lose that first goal before we spark into life. So the fact that we score first, I was a bit like, right, what happens for here? Like, do we actually have to start playing, <laughs> or do we just sit on the victory? You know, it's. I know you can laugh about it, but you really shouldn't, because it's just happened so often recently that it's just become a norm for us. It's okay when you're winning. Um, Aldo, we are the people. £2 Super Chat, thank you very much. Mr. Batch, paying your wages now, Martin. No, you are all paying my wages. Um, It's it's the YouTube views, it's the Super Chats, it's the members um, that are now my boss. You now pay my wages. Um, And (laughs) listen... Don't think it's a lot. That's all I'm going to say. People think because you, you YouTube's your full-time job, you make a lot of money. You don't. That's all I'm saying. No, and before well, the rumors start. All I, would say, yeah, all I would say on that is it's it's two years of hard work that's you know that's got the rabble to this stage. And you know, all the time and the effort and the hours that's been put in, you know, away from the pod, not just on the live pod, but like sort of eh, all of that is 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 so much. And I don't think people realise the time that goes into doing some of the stuff. I mean, even doing the academy pods for me, like I'll sit and take notes for half an hour before you go on and stuff like that. You know, it's it's crazy, and it's great to see so many people commenting and stuff like that. It really is. Um, and there is a comment down there, and yes, Williams' house does only have a bedroom. Um, but there you go. See the next <laughs> time I come on, right? I'll sit in the loving room. It's <laughs> so so whenever my wife's in, she sits down the stairs in the living room and I end up sitting in the bedroom watching the TV. So mm, Yeah, offer oh, oh a hill. Good luck, brave move, Martin. Yeah, it's a risk, but it's a risk that I'm willing to take because I'm excited about what the future um, could definitely hold. If it doesn't work, I'll be back on the buses, but there we go. Um, Davey, you're fired, Martin. Well, no doubt if, if you had that decision to make, Davey, you probably would. Fire me, as most would, probably. Um, but yeah. But uh, Craig, back to the game. Wally mentioned it right at the start. Um, Malik... <laughs> Look at CGM's comment. I like that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, my feet aren't that attractive, CGM. Um, 
Tillman, the magic man, lovely wee back heel. Sakala hits the post and then Borna. I mean, poof, what a strike that is. Do you know there was a part of me that was thinking as he tried to just whip a cross back in? See, he goes in a way that he's hit the ball with the instep of his foot. But what a finish. Yeah, he put, you know, he might he might have tried the cross. Um, yeah, it was a one of those finishes where you think last weekend he had two shots where he just air kicked it and you think, well, surely you can do it, Borna, when you actually when you actually put your mind to it, you can put one in the top corner. Um I think he was unlucky because a few minutes before he had that free kick, which I thought was I thought that had gone in the corner um for a second. And looking back on the replay, it was really, really close. Normally Borna had a free kick bar the St Mirren one it goes sort of uh into the wall or or out the stand. Um but yeah, it was a great strike and one that you just think if he did that more regularly Maybe people wouldn't be uh, on his back. Obviously, present company excluded. Of course, I'm never. He, he, never he can't do that regularly. I can't, yeah. cannot speak regular. I can't. That's a word I can't say. You can't do that all the time, right? No. So, <laughs> I genuinely can't speak. If anybody's watching who's part of the rabble, do you fancy coming on and hosting for the last kind of half an hour? Um, that would be absolutely, absolutely great. Um, but well, the wider context of that goal for me is Tillman. Um, Tillman is that one player in our team, I think, who just has that class to do something that other players don't. Um, and, I, and I think over the, the weeks that we've seen him, especially since Beals came in, I think, yeah, Raskin, brilliant, Cantwell, can't wait to see him. Um, but Tillman, for me, is an absolute must. Yeah, look, I mean, I've been kind of quite outspoken since the first kind of month that we watched him that I'd love to see you sign him. We're still talking about a kid that's only 20 years old, that's playing his first full proper season of men's football. Do you know, that's massive. It, it's And at the end of the day, you're playing for Rangers as well, where there's this massive expectation that you need to win every game and that we need to play well in every game and he needs to do well. And do you know what? He's still a kid that's learning his game. He's still a kid that's got a lot of development in him. But see, at times during some games, he just does things that, just spark the game into life. And I know people say, oh, but it's only a wee back flick, but it's a black flick that opens up the space for Sakala to run in, and then his shot hits the post and then Borna scores. But yeah, again, like the, the same with Fashion. You know, Fashion did some really good things tonight, and then other things you're sitting going, that guy shouldn't be playing football, because it just doesn't make any sense. But that's why we love him. He, he is absolutely brilliant, and the fact he's constantly smiling just like makes me happy. Do you know, he's, because he's, he's but but William, it's not just that he's constantly smiling and he, he does things that makes us happy. He has got that wee aggression about him on the park as well. Yes, and you you've know? got to be, see when you play at the professional level, you've got to have that. <clears throat> see anybody that that says you don't, I don't really think you should be playing the game then, because like you've got to have that in you, and every player should want to win. You know, that's the whole point of getting out in the pitches to win games of football. I'm sure St Johnston players when they went out in that pitch tonight believed they were going to beat Rangers. And that's how it should be. Mm. You know, like, well, should be any game believing they're not going to win it. And when it comes to Malik, I think you can see already that, you know, the support totally appreciate the quality that he's got. Mm -hmm. And when he gets on the ball, you feel like something can happen. You know, he's a guy that can score his goals as well. He's got a good leap. He's got a good touch. Strong. You know? Yeah, he is. And that's the one thing. Like, for a kid his age, he is actually really, really strong. And... His physical size is quite impressive as well for somebody that's uh, sort of young. And so I think that's, you know, it's all positive attributes. 
and you can see why Michael Beale would love to sign him in the summer. I just hope that, you know, the money's there to go and purchase him because I don't think there's any doubt that Rangers could make a good amount of money on Malik Tolman should they sign him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Andrew McDonald, um, £10 Super Chat. Thank you very much, Andrew. I appreciate the support. appreciate the support, everybody. Um, please do like and subscribe if you haven't already subscribed. We're, we're battering away towards that 10,000 subscriber mark. Um, so please do subscribe if you haven't already. And yep. and like I, I always say, every show, because it's probably more important this, than subscribing, um, if you give us a like, um, it helps share it through the YouTube algorithm. Um, I can say algorithm, but I can't say that other word. That's mental. Um, there was a comment there about Tillman not doing enough, and I've been a big believer of that for a while, but there was one moment tonight where I think he chased one of the guys about 40 yards and sort of chased him back, didn't let him go and tackled him, which goes to show actually he does do a lot more the physical side than I think people give him give him credit for. Hannah, listen, I think he's an outstanding player. And I, of course you get ahead of yourself. Why not? That's what we're here for. Um, but he's got the opportunity in the future to go on to a top, top, top team. I, I really do, really, really do believe that. Um, one thing, Craig, before we leave the first half, um, I was sitting at half time, writing a couple of notes, just minding my own business. I, I stupidly didn't mute via play or whatever it's called. But Ali was on, so I thought, mm, no, I'll, I'll leave it. They started to discuss a Kent tackle on Brown in the box. Mm. Um, now, I might be totally wrong, um, but to me it looks as if Kent stops, puts his hands up before there's even any contact, and then there's a wee tiny, tiny bit of contact. Now, of course... Craig, Michael Stewart was convinced it was an absolute stonewall penalty. Ali, you could tell, was just trying to play along and was giving it, well, he didn't go down, so you don't know. For me, that's never a penalty. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm very surprised that Michael Stewart would think it was a blatant penalty against Rangers. It um, shocked me. I'm I, shocked. My guest was flabbered on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's one of them where the player's tangled in the box Um if he does go down, maybe the referee has a decision to make. Obviously, he doesn't. It is just a coming together um, of, of the two players. Um, Ken does, you see in the replay, does put his hands up to sort of indicate that he's not making a tackle. He's not doing anything. It's just the lad sort of runs runs across him. Um, was it Smith or was it Brown that did it? It was James Brown, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, um, yeah, so it's, it's one of those where if he does go down, then referee obviously has to make that call but for me it wasn't a penalty you get those challenges sort of every every game um and yeah well billy's saying that would have been worse than the other penalty today no idea what you're talking about billy no idea what you're referring to um is there a penalty today i don't know anyway um william second half look a, a chance from like a goldson header Alfie probably has a couple of opportunities where he should maybe do better. But again, we don't get that second goal. It's getting towards the last five, ten minutes. St. Johnston created a couple of chances and one where they probably should have scored. So it's all well us sitting here giving it, you know, we're winning the games, we didn't play, but we leave ourselves open to that last five or ten minutes where we're fucking asses making, oh, pardon my language, where, where <laughs> our, our ass are making buttons. Yeah, look, it's frustrating at 1-0 because you know that it allows the opposition that one chance that could obviously result in a goal. 
and that obviously came from across into the box. I think it took a little flick, which then took it away from our defender. The big boy gets a touch to it. I think it's Barry's name is. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Tav just happens to read it very well and clears it off the line. Um, but then like you bring a bit of like sort of pressure onto yourself at 1-0 because it, I say it just gives the opposition that little sniff. And you really shouldn't be giving them in, at that point. Before then, like Golson's header's a really good one for the corner, and it is a really good save. Got to give the goalkeeper, you know, kind of big respect on that one. It was a really good save. But even out with that, obviously Alfie had that chance that Kent picked him out with. Felt like he just got his feet kind of mixed up and didn't really get a proper shot off. It was obviously cleared. I think it was Considine. I see we've already touched on the Scott right one where he gets the ball in, turns, and then hits the shot. Yet again, another good save for the goalkeeper. But it's just, I don't know what it is. Look, we just don't seem to be able to kill games off mm-hmm. at times, which is frustrating. But I'm sort of of the opinion at the moment, and I know not everybody's going to agree with him, but I just feel that winning is the most important thing right now. And winning games is, is going to be the thing between now and potentially the next month or two. Because the manager has only had a limited amount of time to work with the players because of the amount of games we've had to play. You know, I think we're basically playing having a kind of warm down day and then you're maybe getting a day's worth of you know, training in, maybe a wee bit of work on the training pitch to look at certain things that we can do and then the next day you're back playing again. So like it's no ideal that type of thing. You know, it, it's more ideal if Michael Beale can come in in the summer and work for five, six, seven weeks with the players and get everything in place. We've not been able to do that. And in the middle of all that, we're trying to work through a January transfer window. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's 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 no ideal, isn't it? But fair play to the manager. Um, he just finds he's just found a way of winning games. And whether that's like the mentality that's changed in the players, whether that's just some of the big players taking a bit more responsibility on the pitch as well, and trying to make sure that we see games out or that we're doing enough to win them. But it'd be good for my heart and for many other people's if we just won by a couple of goals and. It would be nice to sit and watch the last five, ten minutes quite casually rather than having that fear that something's about to happen, you know? It would be, be lovely to have the last kind of five, ten minutes where you're dozing in and out of consciousness. Just having a wee, <laughs> having a wee snooze in the couch, that would be great. Yeah. Um, George Dawson, welcome. Thank you for joining as a channel member. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. And Davey, congratulations, Martin, and good luck. Rabble, by far best pod with other people. Thank you very much, Davey. Um, appreciate your support as well. Um, look, we've, we've kind of done the game. There's not a lot more we can say. Um, we will talk a wee, wee bit, Craig, about John Lundstrom. I don't think he had necessarily a poor game, but he didn't have a good game, sort of one of them in between where the kind of game passed him by. Is that fair? Yeah, I think first half, you know, I mentioned in the group chat, he, he seemed really, really off the game. There's a couple of passes where they didn't come off. Um there was one where he got the ball in the first half and there was two or three moments where he could pass the ball and he sort of kept running with it and he just looked like he was looked like he was definitely off it. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, if Raskin does come in this transfer window, which I think we're all hoping that he does, um, that might allow Lundstrom to have a little bit of a rest, um, come out of the team for two or three weeks, rest up whatever little niggles and injuries he's got because he just, at the moment... He's having to play more out of a necessity in that he's the one player that can really play that role. Yes, Jack can play it, Kamara can play it, but they're having to fill the other roles at the same time. Um I think he he coming him Raskin coming in will give will give Lundstrom a little bit of a rest. 
we were talking pre-match about Lundstrom, um, where that puts him, um, once Raskin does come in. I can see Raskin playing more as the defensive mid and Lundstrom maybe being pushed on a bit further where he used to play for Sheffield United because I think that's where he can dictate the game a bit more than having to play the sort of enforcer role, which he can do for against most teams, but it isn't really his, doesn't really play to his strengths. Um, he's more ability-wise better suited to be a number eight than a number six or number four. It's just the options and the positions are going to, the balls are going to close in, William, if the performances don't improve. But we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know if he's still carrying a slight knock. Obviously, the manager's come out and said he's been playing through the, the pain barrier, etc. But Big Harry's saying Lundstrom would be better suited to a Rotherham. Um, he said more bad games than good for us. Not good enough. Is that fair? Yeah, because everybody's the right to their opinion. I mean, that's the reality of watching football. Not everybody's going to see the same things game in, game out. And I respect other people's opinions because, you know, they watch the game just like we do. They pay the same money that we do to go and watch Rangers play, whether that's home or away in Europe. Do you know what I mean? I mean, even at the Cup semi-final last week, there was a guy behind me kept kind of shouting at, at Ryan Jack saying he wasn't having a very good game. And yet, I thought Ryan Jack was probably the best player we had in the pitch, do you know? So these are the things that happen at football games. And I totally respect other people's opinions. And that's that's very much what it's all about. For me, John is not performing at the same level at the moment. And whether that is down to this, this rib injury that the manager confirmed or not, he is out there in necessity because he's obviously trying to protect at times Ryan Jack. He's trying to protect Kamara, who I think he came out and said is actually due an operation, which is quite which is quite kind of strange, really, that you know the manager come out and say that. But obviously, it's something that you know he's able to play with, but they just don't want to use him every single game. Um, and then like Ryan Jack, obviously, he just doesn't really want to play in the Astral pitch, or whether that's Rangers making that decision. So it's it's just picking like the moments to play certain players. But but then that's when you would ask the question, well, should we no get start Lowry then? Should we no allow him that little bit more freedom to play because he is fit to play? Should we maybe drop Tillman back into that midfield three and maybe be a bit more aggressive in the attacking part of the game? And obviously when we've brought in Scotty Arfield, like for the start, he's probably not had the same impact as he's had off the bench. So... I think the one thing that is really blatantly standing out is that we, I mean, I know I'm repeat myself, but we just need fresh legs and we need some fresh bodies and it'll be great to have Hadji back. It'll be great to have John Souter back. It's good to see Cholak back to fitness. These things will, will help the manager moving forward because purely the more players you've got fit, the more options there is. There's an opportunity to then say, look, Alfredo, you've played the last seven, eight games you know, you can get a rest now, Cholak can start, if Roof's there, Roof can come in, you know, if Tom Lawrence comes back in, you can literally change that free behind the striker. And these are the things, it's like, you know, injuries are, are have really hurt us this season. And, like, without, like, sort of moving scope too much, like, I watched a bit of the Chelsea-Liverpool game yesterday, sorry, earlier today, and, like, they actually put up a list of players that are missing in both teams. And see, when you watch the game, you can see the difference in the quality because guys are missing, and we aren't exactly the same boat, mate. That's that's the truth of the matter. At the moment, we're almost like just doing enough to win games. But I, but I think we're still happier to be winning games than drawing games or losing them. 
So so that's the fine kind of balance of that. But hopefully, as I say, we get new players in, they can like sort of reinvigorate the squad almost, like you know, bring that freshness to us. And then come the summer is when I think we will see a fairly large, you know, turnover of, of players in terms of maybe younger players coming in who can get about the pitch a little bit more and maybe certain players that can impact the game a little bit more in the final third of the pitch. Which is something that we will discuss in more depth tomorrow night. Um, tomorrow night, 8pm, Ravel Sundays, um, YouTube members show. So if you're not already a member, then become a member and tune in tomorrow night at 8pm. Um, Craig, just before we finish up, I suppose, look, end of the day, away from home, horrible pitch. Um, do you know what, actually? Do you know what we haven't discussed yet? Um, that was almost like a home game at Lesser Hamden. Um it was quite strange. St. Johnston not selling many tickets, and obviously the free stands were absolutely packed. That packed that there had to be Rangers fans outside the fireworks trying to get a bit of light to watch a game. Yeah, I mean, that tells you a story. Um, they, they were quite vocal um, throughout the game, and particularly at the end of the game when the couple of pundits were uh, talking, the fans were making their uh, feelings quite clear. Um, but yeah, it was a good... It was a good, uh, good turnout from from the fans, which doesn't really surprise doesn't really surprise me. Um, we had similar in Blackpool in the summer, where everywhere you looked in the Blackpool ground, it was just blue blue no, shirts. Don't, don't, uh, I was there and I was very drunk. I don't want to remember, so don't talk about Blackpool. <laughs> but but you know, but, that that does not sound like you, mine. No, not at all, not at all. Because I remembered what happened the next day. That's why it was. That's why it was very strange. Uh, well, you look. I suppose that the, the headline is we won away from home, we're through to the next round of the cup. Yeah, look, and that's and that's all that will really matter tomorrow morning, whether it was a one 0 win or a five 0 win. Do you know what I mean? Because you move on to the next game. The next game's the most important one. It's back to league action against St Johnston at Ibrooks. So it'll be a totally different game. You know, they'll come and probably park the bus and look to In fact, Wally, before I forget, right, okay. AA Studios in the comments, right? Don't say it, Martin. We won. Yes, we were shit. And no, it's not okay. Right. So, William, with that said, yeah. see the first game that the manager loses. Yeah, yeah. Does he get more criticism because we're not playing at top-level performance? Whereas if we were winning 3 and 4 nil every week and then we lose, we lose a game, there's not as much um, backlash on him, but... There is people that are still worried. There is people out there that are still annoyed that we aren't performing to the levels that they expect us to. So does that then bring its own pressures if you drop points? The thing is, we were never going to have a huge turnover of players in January, though. I don't, you know, that's not something that that many teams will be able to do financially as much as anything else. So the January window was one of those ones where we thought we would maybe add two or three players, but we were never going to go out there and change a lot. Um, and I think. At the end of the day, as I say, I respect the fact people's got different opinions, but things are just never going to change overnight. We were going to go from being that team under Geo to winning games four and five nothing. Like that was never going to happen. I don't think that was ever in in my mind or or too many other supporters' minds. Like the one thing we wanted to get back to doing was winning games of football, and we've made it through to a cup final, which is what we wanted to do. Do you know? Um, obviously, that's us through to the next round of this cup as well. We've now got the home game against St Johnston. And that's all we can do is just take one game at a time and move forward. 
you know, of course it would be nice to be winning games by three or four goals to nothing, and hopefully that's what will happen against St Johnston in the league on Saturday. But at the moment, when we're having to play all these games and we don't have the biggest squad of players to select from, we're just trying to get through each game as it comes. But I don't see the point in getting angry after a win. I just think, you know, we've had the win, we're through to the next round of the cup. Of course the manager knows he needs to work on things. I mean, it would be silly to suggest that Michael Beale would think that was a great performance because he'll know it's not. So like privately when it gets back to the training ground and the players are in there, they'll watch the video back, they'll show what needs to be improved upon, what needs to be done better. And that's and that's how it works. But as a supporter, you've got every right to be frustrated if you want to be. You know, you can be angry even in terms of the performance. But as I say, I, I just think at the moment winning is more important than anything else. And it's becoming a mentality thing for the players. Once you start winning and keep winning, then you find ways of winning games. And that's mm-hmm. just what we need to keep doing right now. And I'll finish on this, Nicholas Moore. Look, we're still undefeated under Bill. And you could argue that we outperformed them in, in the old forum for the vast majority of the game. And it was two defensive lapses that, that lost us the goals. So there has definitely been improvement under Beal. Um, and once he starts to get a few of his own players in, and he gets a full pre-season next season. Not that I'm saying that anything's done this season, because there's still a long way to go. You don't know what's going to happen in the league, etc. Um, but things only look positive, only look as if they're going to improve. But anyway, William, Craig, thank you for joining me. Um, sure. Thank you to everybody in the comments, everybody who gave in a super chat as well. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. Please like, please subscribe, please follow us on all the, all the socials. The rabble is only going to get bigger, it's only going to get better. There's only going to be more content coming your way. There's loads of stuff I want to do that I need you to support me to help support you with better content, if that makes any sense. So thank you for tuning in. For the YouTube members, we'll see you tomorrow night at 8pm. For those of you on just normal YouTube, we will see you for the phone-in on Monday at half past seven. So thank you for tuning in, and we'll speak to you all very, very soon. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.